Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to our Christmas podcast, Legends of Philadelphia. We're your hosts. I'm Tony Trove, and this is my best friend and business partner, Johnny Zito. Joining us on engineering duties, Brian Bierman. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We, you might be asking, what makes these dickheads such experts? Well, in addition to being Philadelphia natives, Johnny Zito and I have a t-shirt business. Jingle on it. Keep T-shirt business. South Bellini! That focuses on <laughs> Philly culture and in jokes. Lots of times the customers will say, you know, what's the deal with long hots? And they want to know what the word John means. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer for new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us. So we're hoping to share that with you. Whoa. Guys, it's me. It's me. It's oh, it was drove the whole time. I'm going to take this beard off. See, I have the kiss makeup on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. See? Oh, wow. Um, that was really good. That was a good idea. You just have you just have reindeer bells? You no, just have jingle bells every lying around? On. Every episode. Oh, okay. Oh, or jingle yeah. bell episode. Not... Not all jingle bells are Christmas related, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with that. You just don't really see them outside the season for the most part. Not all Thurmans are Halloween music. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pet sounds. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's... Brian, it's Brian Wilson. What he thinks of jingle yeah. bells? Loves them. <laughs> loves them. He loves probably loves them. Put them in the sandbox. <laughs> I'm playing with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Wilson. That's a quote. That's a quote. That's a quote. Yeah. <laughs> he found it on a wiktionary. Yeah, wiktionary. <laughs> 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 no, Mike Love said that. No, <laughs> the evil yeah, beach yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, such a piece of shit. I love that he's the shitty beach boy, and his last name is Love. I mean, that is <laughs> that is so perfect. Yeah, he's just is he is he the one who is he the one who was wrapped up in the Manson murders? Well, they're all wrapped up in the Manson murders, John. But oh no, that was Dennis no, Wilson. That was um, that was the Dennis drummer. Wilson. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Dennis, yeah. But uh, well, so yeah, maybe may, so maybe maybe he isn't that maybe Mike Love isn't that bad. He's not friends with Charles Manson. well how bad is he was he friends with charles manson yeah he he literally is but that might be like charles manson was like whoa man i can't say this guy you know (laughs) too much (laughs) yeah enough with the jingle bells all right (laughs) 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 and with these jingle bells i'm gonna go crazy That's what did it. That's what did it. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. pushed him over Any- the edge to murder all those people. Yep. <laughs> I get it. I, I'm, I, already, I, I'm sick. already sick of it, and it's been like 30 seconds. So You can cut all of this if you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Not this gold. is gold. Yeah, this is gold. <laughs> Bring on the jingle bells. It's a All holiday right. episode. We're talking about Christmas. It's a Christmas episode. Normally this time of year, as shoppers, 
raced to buy last-minute gifts for the holidays. Macy's in Center City would host the annual Christmas light show in the Grand Courtyard. (laughs) What? Or Chia Pets. Everyone's going crazy for Chia Pets. Is that the big is that is that the big gift this year? No, it's not. But it's like it's like what you get at a Seven Eleven. They like. were they were a Christmas sensation at one time. You don't understand, Beerman. Oh yeah, I know. I remember. Yeah, back in the day, Listen, I, I, I lived through. Before it. you were born, I, 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 I lived to see the clapper. <laughs> I had the, the clapper. clapper, clapper, clapper. Uh, Macy's in Center City would host the annual Christmas light show in the Grand Court Atrium. Uh, the beloved. Philadelphia tradition boasts 100,000 lights intricately arranged four stories high and perched above the world's biggest pipe organ. Beat that. The show, which began in 1956, it's hard to top. The show, which began in 1956. Beat that, Chicago. Take that, Marshall Fields. Marshall's Field. Well, your big beans. Nobody wants that. The show, which began in 1956. I can hear the bells like jingling. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I'm laughing silently, you can tell that. (laughs) It's going to be annoying real quick. When I'm editing it, it's going to drive me crazy. I'm only going to do it when it's appropriate. Stay perfectly still. (laughs) Easy peasy. Uh, the show, which began in 1956, spawned a few imitators, entertained countless families, and remains relatively unchanged from its debut. So, grab a spot on the floor under the it's big a eagle hit, statue. Dude, that's, it's, it's a hit. They don't need to change it. They don't need to change a thing about it. It's like a roller coaster from, like, the 60s. What? You don't, it, it still works? I don't know. Well, the one in Clementon Park that was made of wood? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Yo, those are the best because you're, like, this I, like I might die. There's a slight <laughs> chance of me actually like this thing flying off yeah. the track. Great memories going to see this, and I we, we would always sit by the the eagle. There's a giant like bronze eagle statue. Yeah, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was just like, well, you can find me there. Like it's an easy point to, uh, you know, like go sit under. And plus, it's cool. You want to sit under this giant eagle. Yeah, it was it was gorgeous. It was very intricate. Um, uh, I I remember uh, my parents would take my brother and I there to see Santa Claus or around uh, you know the midway point in December and make a big event of it. We we would go to the see Santa in the toy department and we'd watch the light show on the first floor. What would you say to Santa? What do you remember? What you asked for? We always made a list. My brother and I wrote it down. We get the you get the you Sears catalog. I want like, an accounting I, 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 calculator. Uh, one of those like green yeah. visors. <laughs> Little boy, do you do you want to be at a? It sounds like you want to just want to work. That's right, Santa. <laughs> do you have vests? <laughs> do you have Santa? Can I, I want a vest for Christmas. Bow ties. Bow ties. Yep. Mm. Black socks. Yep. yep. That's what brief, I was asking for for Christmas. Black socks. With those girders, you know, like yeah, the, yeah. the keep your socks up, yeah, like yeah. old timey mm-hmm. uh, yeah. sock suspenders. Mm-hmm. Socks, mm-hmm. sock suspenders. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it was a big deal. It was a big deal. What a go Poindexter. I'm sorry, I'm a nerd. Yeah, Poindexter. These these were my favorite Christmas yep. presents. These are the things I wrote to yeah, Santa. Pocket protector. Your, your poor mom. She's like, all right, we'll get you a pocket protector. <laughs> um, my mom, my mom would actually dra- dress my brother up and I in matching outfits. Like we had matching uh-huh. uh, overalls, and you still do to coveralls. this day. We had matching jackets. Yep. Michael's wearing his blue hoodie today. 
<laughs> what's the difference? With, what's the difference in age between you two? Uh, two years. My brother's two years younger than me. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't that weird, but it was. It was still a little weird. Uh. And uh, then we would go out to Chinatown for dinner. It was uh, always a huge event. That was like Christmas. Yeah, we yeah. would do that too. Cla- yeah, classic. I guess I remember it as a kid. I I remember watching it and like this, thinking like this is interesting and old, like. <laughs> Like a, like a Bobby Rydell song, just, <laughs> <laughs> just like you know, like okay, I know this is this is a, this is a good time from an, this is a good time from another time. But I really was like fascinated with the the Charles Dickens uh, thing yeah, too, because too. there was like uh, practical effects that happened before your eyes, and uh, I was I. I was like when I when I was a kid, I always thought of that was the event, not <laughs> the light show with the largest musical instrument in the world and uh, uh, and and this like narration thing from another time, you know. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. Every time I tell a little story, I'm gonna end it with a jingle bell, and that's oh, okay. Oh, you get a punctuation. Yeah, I get a punctuation. Get a little, yeah, you get a. Now yeah, I'm people, we, can, we can we can <laughs> tune out. Beerman's gonna talk. Tune out. <laughs> stop! Stop laughing. It, it, it jingles every time you laugh, like Santa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 Charles Dickens part of it. That's where, uh, like you said, like I was like, wow, this is. Even as a kid, I was like, wow, this is old. And like I, I guess I had been to Chuck E. Cheese, and they have like animatronic, or they had like like the mouse and the the band, yeah, a cat, a cat that plays guitar or something like that, you know, whatever. And uh, and it was like that that made this look bad, and that looks terrible. So it was like <laughs> like this was like I was like all the rage it, at one it, time. And, it's like you know like. like Epcot and all that, you know, they, yeah, they love the those Disney like, World stuff. They it love those robots. Like, here's a robot that looks like uh, James Polk. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Uh, the Dickens Village, the Dickens Village was at uh, Strawbridge's back in the day. It's at Macy's now. We're going to talk about it uh, towards the end of the episode. We, we got some information on that one, too. It was also like in the. I guess part of the fun for me as a kid was just like, oh, here's like all the shit that's like coming out. Like, what do I want for Christmas? And it was like, I remember when PlayStation first came out, like seeing it at um, at like Strawbridge's or, or whatever, Macy's, Wanamaker's, whatever. And it was like Gex the Gecko. Remember that game? Yeah, it was like yeah. one of the first. And I was just like, wow, video games are on a CD now. <laughs> That'll never catch on. And then uh, it did. But it was <laughs> like. It did. I hope you got PlayStation that Christmas. Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this year, Brian. Yeah, maybe. Well, there's PlayStation 5, so. So in, in 1910. Philadelphia native and retail genius John Wanamaker constructed a new store built in the Florentine style with granite walls, 12 (laughs) floors, and two lower levels, and numerous galleries totaling nearly 2 million square feet. The palatial emporium featured the Wanamaker organ, uh, the former St. Louis World's Fair pipe organ, uh, at the time one of the world's largest organs, 
but they would then uh, add to it uh, and expand on it, making it the world's largest organ uh, by the 30s. Nice. Yeah. They put it on a third floor. Well, I didn't realize that it was, um, he got it used. Yeah, he got it secondhand from the St. Louis World's Fair. St. Louis World's Fair. That makes me like it even more. They got a deal. <laughs> and then they up. They he got updated. a deal. They, yeah. yeah that's, they put that's, new, uh, new rims on it. So you guys are done with this? The organ was installed in the store's marble clad central atrium known as the Grand Court. Uh, another item. That was from- the other thing. It was like, it was like, it's in this marble thing. It was like, it looked so old to me as a kid. It felt so old. And I guess it, it is. was. So. Yeah, 1910. Yeah. Uh, another item from the St. Louis World's Fair in the Grand Court uh, is the large bronze eagle, which quickly became the symbol of yeah. the store <laughs> and a favorite meeting place for shoppers. Uh, and the oh. store the store was dedicated by President William Howard Taft on December 13th, 1911. Whoa, Taft. Taft, our fattest president, uh, <laughs> who then went on to become a Supreme Court justice. The, su- the chief Supreme Court justice, right? Yeah. The Supreme Court chief justice. <laughs> That's actually what it says on the, his gravestone. <laughs> our fattest president. president. Yeah, well, it says it on the plaque at Wanamaker's. There's like a little our plaque in the makeup president. department. Oh. Yeah, it says it says here stood Howard Taft, William Howard Taft, our fattest president. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> he then went on and played Santa Claus at the Christmas celebration <laughs> later in the day. Your beard is your yeah. beard real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that is really cool that the eagle also came from the St. Louis St. Louis Fair. Um, what else they probably had for sale? That's pretty cool. They just yeah, they were gonna toss this perfectly fine twelve foot high bronze eagle mm-hmm. we got here. You know, it really it makes me wonder what happened to the giant silverware from the Philadelphia World's right. Fair. Did that end up in somebody's <laughs> uh, department the giant store? Fork. Yeah, the, the giant fork and knife. Fork. Yeah. If we could have anything from what from anything about what we talked about, it would the be the giant fork. fork from the. Uh, no, I want the from the Steve uh, Carlton meditation painting. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. That that has like magical powers, basically. So while the annual Christmas light show started in the fifties, Christmas uh, had always been a big deal at the Wanamaker Building. Uh, the giant wreaths that hang from the building's enormous columns are a tradition that began in the first decade of the store's operation. They are big wreaths. They're huge. They're still there. They still hang there. Uh, well, I'm sure it's not the same ones, but they still hang them up now. In 1918, Wanamaker added public Christmas caroling to the store's grand court. Uh, this was actually the first time that anybody had done this as a Christmas promotion. So uh, it, it caught on real real quick. Yeah, he started doing it at all his department stores. It's so standard now. People singing annoying songs. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I got it. That's 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 the idea. That's my new breakthrough idea. Well, the whole thing makes me think of the department store scenes in A Christmas Story, the holiday classic that's rerun 24 hours a day on TNT, TBS, and USA yeah. on Christmas Day. Uh, that's supposed to be in the 1930s, and in, whenever they, they go in, or when they first introduce the Red Rider BB gun, it's, like, lovingly showcased in a store window. And uh, yeah. the the family is at a holiday parade that, that ends at the at the department store. Like, we kind of talked about this last week with the Thanksgiving Black Friday right, episodes, right, too. Right. But, oh, and Mickey Mouse is there and shit. Yep, yep. Yep, and then and then Santa Claus is you climb up a thing, you know, up a stage yeah, area to see Santa Claus. You go down a slide. Um, a lot of the photos kind of seem like that. It's a it's a big event, you know, get the kids hyped for toys. Yeah, that's what it seemed like as a, as a kid because it was like crowded and and 
Um, I guess it was just like everybody was excited. You, uh, as a kid, you're excited for Christmas and shit. That gets you hype. Gets you hype, dude. Get get hype. Get hype. Santa Claus. Get hype. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ray Biswanger, executive director of the Friends Whoa. of the Wanamakers, Oregon. You just make fun of everyone's name. <laughs> you know. Okay. Ray Biswanger, <laughs> and you're not gonna let What's me say something about, about it. Raymond He's also the director Biswanger, of the Friends Brian. of the Wanamaker, Oregon. He's the director of the Friends of the Wanamaker, Oregon, dude. I know him. He told the Philly Voice that throughout the 1930s, the store would completely decorate the Grand Court with a different theme every year. So they would build big Hollywood-style constructions over the Oregon. Uh, he said. They had uh, a rose window from the Westminster Abbey replicated one year, and then one year they had knights in armor all around it, and it was just like a different theme every year. So, like, yeah. this is the beginning of like what does Christmas look like at in the holidays, and like the beginning of like that classic red and white Santa Claus outfit, and and these traditions of going to the department store with your kids to pick out toys, mm -hmm. like all that's being started now, and they're like trying to figure that out and what that looks like, and. What those yeah. traditions will be. I don't really remember it being like that when I was a kid. I, 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 there was just a really long line for Santa, and they had all of the, you could see all the toys from the line, but you couldn't play with them. <laughs> and then once you got done with Santa, once you, once you gave Santa your list, you could go play with the toys. You could go play with the, you know, the sample toys or whatever, the floor samples, the, the, the floor, floor models. <laughs> I was afraid of Santa Claus, so I, I didn't, I didn't meet Santa Claus. Do you like, I, like any mascots or just Santa Claus? I like the fanat the fanatic as a kid. Yeah. I, I liked, I think he's the only one that wouldn't really mm. scare me weirdly, but Santa Claus would scare me and Easter bunny would scare me. Um, I mean, so you gave weird, your, did you give your Christmas things. list to, to the fanatic then? How did you? Yeah. <laughs> did you get what you wanted? Oh, so I'm surprised. He, he's known for not coming through. <laughs> he's unreliable. He's <laughs> um, yeah, the fanatic I remember was like, "Wow, that's the fanatic." But if it was Santa Claus, it'd be like, "I'm gonna cry." Like this, this is freaking me out. Get this son of a bitch away from me! I want the presents. <laughs> I want the presents, but I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, look at you. Gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> It's a bad relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It sounds traumatic, to be honest. It's yeah. Funny. Yeah. For Santa. But for me, I'm, I'm doing <laughs> I'm trying good. to give Brian a gift. I'm trying to give Brian a gift. Trying to give Brian a PlayStation. Yeah. And he's I crying. Still got, I still got I still got toys and all. So it was I still made out. Doesn't make me feel very good. I'm just trying to make him happy. Makes him cry. Yeah. I'm at a PlayStation. We're giving it to him. What a weird relationship. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, in 1946, Wanamaker's department store debuted the building's iconic monorail. Suspended from the building's eighth-floor ceiling, the tiny rocket train whisked, whisked kids through How the fast atrium, was it going? impressive displays of the store's newest toys. I don't know. It's got to be at least 10 miles an hour, right? It's got to be like a, like a golf cart. This is know. during like that, sm that very short period where it was like monorails are the future. And like Disney World had monorails, and, and like it was like... Monorails is this is the way it's gonna be from now on, and like yeah. it didn't it it 
<laughs> one rail. That's what it means. You yeah. Know. Yes. Spanish for one, one rail. Meaning one. Real. Have you have you guys ever seen pictures of of this before? Do you know what this is? No, I think you it showed like, me last year. Or it's like suspended from the ceiling. It's crazy. It's not even like the Disney. I would be one. horrified to uh, yeah like, ride that thing in 1930 or whatever. As a kid, I would get on any ride, like anything that was like tiny and moving, like bumper cars, roller coasters, anything like that. I would have jumped on this train in a second. It looks like a ton of fun. I'm sure I don't. It must have been safe. It it ran for a long time. There would be articles enough. about it, like crashing or the 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 great monorail uh, accident <laughs> of 1956. You know, we would know about it. <laughs> right, right. Well, the Rocket Express ran until 1984 when it was decommissioned and destined for the garbage heap. Uh, but a staffer had the foresight and the kind heart to call the curator of the Please Touch Museum where it resides today. So you can actually go oh, see it. Oh, cool. Okay. It's days of um, uh, uh, questionably transporting children past uh, toys uh, are long, long behind it. But now... You can at least uh, go check it out in person, see what it looks like. But in co- um, but you shouldn't touch anything. In- <laughs> well, they're probably not even open. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the Please Touch Museum. I don't know. Things were open, then they were closed, and, and now it looks like more things might Maybe be closed. This, this podcast so. will be it's on July. Years, so It's July. It's uh, July. I mean, like, how, who, who can know what's going to happen in December? Yeah. July, Evergreen so. content. Sure. Uh, in the 1950s, <laughs> Wanamaker's For added- some reason, for some reason, we were like, you know what? Let's plan ahead for December. <laughs> In July, about Christmas in July, I guess that's why we that's why we did it. Well, we had a lot of time to do it. We have a lot of time to do it because we're locked inside yeah, we of quarantine. Lot, yeah, we quarantine. got a lot of free time. <laughs> I gotta just backtrack into this to this monorail thing real quick. It is like insidiously clever to have this ride that that drives by all of the toys, and then the kids get off and they like they got to see like a a, a little. You know, smorgasbord of the latest toys and 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 trinkets and things. It's it's pretty clever. It's pretty smart. Yeah, it's no touching, movie. kids. Stay in the train. Right, right. Yeah, and then they can't mess it up with their with their, 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 their grubby little fingers. fingers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Call it like it is. You know. That John Wanamaker, excellent capitalist, mm-hmm. retail genius. Retail, retail genius. genius. Yeah. Yeah. In the late 1950s, Wanamaker's added the magic Christmas tree made of steel supports and covered in steel tinsel. The tree lit up with different wow. colors that changed in sequence with music that played in the Grand Court. This was like another short period of time where like aluminum trees were big in like the early 60s or whatever. Yeah, and they had these yeah. little like um, those lights that, that like would shine it pink and blue and everything too. Like they have those little like color changing yeah. wheels. I think I think that stuff is cool. Yeah. Me too. Uh it's a uh, it means like stuff my grandparents had. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, last year um the tree that we bought, the tree that my wife and I bought is like a silver tinselly thing and it has LEDs in it and the LEDs that you you could change the color to change of the LEDs to change the color of the tree. So it like it's silver, it reflects silver, but it has like all these different, you know, options. Yeah, Christmas trees got Wi-Fi in them now. Yeah, in the fifties, you got you need a tetanus shot. You know, now it's <laughs> yeah. Now, it's now you crazy. now you can play fantasy football in your Christmas tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. pour me some matcha, uh, <laughs> Christmas tree, some kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it does make everything fun. That's what I'm, I. We need more practical effects. I'm gonna get it some coconuts. We'll do the, with the, whole, the horse slide yep. whistle. Slide whistle. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, the soundboard is too modern. We need yeah. to, we need to yeah, take it no, back we to, need it. Let, to like Brian shows. like Brian Wilson. We need the real thing. We need the real we thing. Like yeah. A, yeah, I need a real theremin player. Yeah. <laughs> As time went on, Wanamaker's conceived of the idea of having a little holiday show. Uh, it started somewhat simple with readings of holiday poems, and then they worked in music. And eventually, in 1956, the light show was born. Frederick M. Yost was the Wanamaker store executive who created Freddie Yost. Freddie Yost. None of his friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. Freddie Yost was the Wanamaker uh, store executive who created the Christmas light show. Yost installed the Dancing Waters Enchanted Fountain system, uh, and uh, lights were added to the fountains for Christmas, uh, technically making it the first holiday light show at Wanamaker's. Whoa! So when they say it started in 1956, that's what they mean. There were these like fountains. So you in that in that that balcony, you know, in the same area, you look up at the. There were these fountains, and I kind of remember the fountains from when I was a kid too. I think they still had them. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and the fountains were lit up, and the tree was lit up, and and that was technically the first light show. So that when they they first began advertising the Wanamaker's Christmas light show, when it was just these fountains in the tree. In 1959, a 60-foot magic Christmas tree of a million lights designed by self-educated electric engineer... Magic. (laughs) (laughs) The magic Christmas tree. Christmas tree. The magic Christmas tree of a million lights. 60-foot tall, designed by self-educated electrical engineer from Drexel Hill, Hubert Medland. Uh, And that was added to the display to to replace the mid-century tinsel tree. Characters like Santa, Frosty the Snowman, and Rudolph, outlined in light bulbs attached to plywood panels, began appearing in the show in the early 60s. Um, And there's like a lot of really interesting details about how they were originally mounted. Uh, It used to take days to put them up uh, because of how how they're suspended and how they would have to be mounted and then wired. And then run run juice to them, right? You know, Mm -hmm. what a project. Twelve people died, right? Twelve people died. Yep, they're buried in the wall. Actually, <laughs> they're, in the, they're tangled in the lights in the, in the cords. They're still there to this day. That's that's why the Wanamakers yeah. is haunted. And then their their bones are the uh, the xylophone sound the the organ plays, right? For anybody who doesn't know, for anybody who's never been before, the light show jumps around several famous holiday stories like Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and the Nutcracker, with the characters dancing the along to the recorded hits. pieces of music. Yeah, classics. <laughs> yeah, true classics. The essentials. Yeah. And uh, as as these, these you know, uh, simple light-based animations move uh a narrator guides the audience along with the story legendary philadelphia newscaster john facenda famously uh, famous nationally for being the voice of nfl films lent his velvety booming voice to the light show for nearly 40 years yeah we should do an episode on nfl films that that used to be headquartered here in philly it's it's oh really yeah 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 they're and they're in south jersey now yeah uh that's probably why harry callis is on so many of them too 
But yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Another episode. So in the early 2000s, Julie Andrews was picked uh, to take over the narration, and she's been doing it ever since. Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you know, Macy's. Yeah, Macy's, Macy's took was, over. And... Let's up. Let's update it. Get somebody new and cool. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. I think the. I mean, again, no, it's a good pick. It's a good it, pick. I'm, I'm it's just... pretty old fashioned. So you want to go with an old fashioned? No, that's a it's, voiceover. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's classic. It's a Disney voice without being like totally married. What are they get Tim Allen? Get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think I read um, somewhere between 94 and 2000 uh, or 2001, between 94 and 2001, they had a uh, a rotating uh, bunch of narrators. I guess it was just like whoever they could get. Whoever they could get. (laughs) Yeah. They got Baba Booey. They got, <laughs> they got Wayne Knight, <laughs> the guy who does the movie trailers. Yeah, they, they had they him for John a while. Yeah, yeah, Don LaFontaine. In the early 2000s, uh, control of the light show was programmed into a computer. Uh, before the light show was operated by a large control panel, by little by mice, four, by little tiny little Disney <laughs> mice, yeah. little tiny mice. Wouldn't that be cute, though? And they sang. Well, they, they're on the they city's sang, payroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they sang. Th- uh, they put a microphone up to it. That's what was came out of loudspeakers. Yeah. Oh. They also play the organ. That's uh, that's uh. But they all have to do it together. Like one, hit, they have to hit one button. Yeah, it's yeah. One, it's adorable. One, right. Adorable uh, the way they do it. Yeah. One key at a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it used to be <laughs> that uh, the, the to operate the light show uh, required a large control panel manned by four adult men. Pushing buttons and pulling heavy levers uh, to activate uh, certain cues, like a like a stage show. And they're like, it's like it, it runs on coal too. They're, <laughs> they're shoveling coal. <laughs> they're shirtless. Wh- whiskey and goose feathers. It was uh, yeah, they got, like black lungs. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you people can look at some some Santa Claus lights. <laughs> You're exaggerating, but it is. It, w- it probably was pretty stressful to hear and perform the Christmas light show uh, yeah, three dozen sucked. times a day oh, for yeah. all uh, the whole Christmas season. You know, stuck behind a wall. It, it, it is. It is stage work. It is. It, it yeah. probably was hard. But they switched to a computer in the early 2000s because that was the future. A computer took your place, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Is this NPR? No. (laughs) (laughs) After September 11th, 2001, the original Christmas tree and fountains were removed from the show. The pageantry instead concluded with a giant American flag unfurling and God Bless America being played on the organ. Every time they would unfurl the flag? Yeah, yeah. So they had to refurl it like 12 times? No, it came up on like a... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess technically they did. It came up on like a... It came up on like a... It was raised, not lowered. So like it would... It would... It would... It would raise on these like ropes from the... From the bottom of the stage and then be lowered back down. And it was huge. It filled up the whole... It covered the whole um, light show display. Wow. 
Yeah, we were super patriotic those couple of years. Uh, I worked I worked in Center City uh, in the early two thousands, and I would cut as I was a messenger, so I would cut through the Wanamaker building all the time, and I would see the light show a lot. I I saw the lot the light show probably more in those years than I did when I was a kid, because I saw it so many. You're just like killing time, like oh, this is gonna be a long delivery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be late. Yeah, I gotta watch yeah. it again. I gotta see where this goes. <laughs> Like, there's no way Rudolph is delivering again. He's, he's, there's no way he's gonna he's gonna have another hit. There's no way. Dude. I'm gonna eat this Danish and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Got him again. Got him again. That that flag that was raised or lowered um, probably came from Humphreys Flag Company, which um, has been in Philadelphia since 1864. Uh, I was doing a. Um, commercial and we had to rent flags from them and we went there and got the whole history of flags in the United States and uh they said they also make all the giant stadium flags when you see the, like when they cover the the Eagle Stadium with a giant flag. I've always thought about that. I've always wondered who makes those. Yeah, I think there's you know they they do a lot of things for like TV and movie stuff and uh uh yeah, the Humphreys I think they're on Arch Street it looks like well, segueing out of the September 11th portion of our Christmas episode. <laughs> so, uh, <Stop. laughs> after that, Santa, <laughs> after that, Santa and the train uh, were removed from the light show. The headline in the Inquirer the next day read, A Christmas Crime in the City. That's a quote. Wow. Wait, what? Yeah. They took down, for a while, I remember this, they had to take down the, the, the Santa Claus that's at the top, the Christmas train with Santa Claus that's at the top of the light show. They had to take it down because it was like in such disrepair. And I remember one year, it just wasn't even lighting up completely. And it must have been that the wiring was so old or whatever that it needed to be, it needed to be remade. The mice that ran it died. They were getting old. So. <laughs> Nobody knew how to work it the same way. They went on strike. Yeah. Like, we need more cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Cheese was not cutting it. It's not real cheese. Nope. Provolone. And healthcare. And healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what everybody wants? Provolone and healthcare. That's all I want. That's all I want. I'll stop complaining tomorrow if you give me it. Uh, so the city was outraged. Um, things were looking bleak for outrage. Things, outrage. Things were looking dim for the light show. And then uh, Macy's uh, took the. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, thanks. I then uh, <laughs> Macy's took over the, the store in 2006, and the Macy's Parade Studio, which uh, works on the Macy's you know Thanksgiving Day Parade, redesigned the character panels, including Santa and the train, and replaced all of the lights with LEDs and added a new Christmas tree, even bigger than the, than the one that was there before. Uh. I heard they made Santa hot. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely skinnier. He was definitely skinnier. That's true. His he's beard was all hurt. was all trimmed and uh Yeah, he's like he's like he's manicured. He's hot, dude. Chiseled jaw. I do, I think you're right. I do remember that. I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if I should even mention this on on the show, but last year I I got a someone was trying to sell me uh on the on the <laughs> one of the one one of the original one of the old snowmen that lit up and they were, it was like a, kind of like a black market old Wanamaker light show pieces. Yeah. And then they were, and I was, well, how big is it? And we were like going back and forth, but we never worked it out. But do you uh, know, do you happen to know how big it was? Did you get the answer from him? No, we, uh, and then it was, if it worked, but they like, it was the old lighting. Uh, 
But um, no, we never, we never worked it out. I don't, I don't have it, so don't come looking for it. But I, I was, mm. uh, you know, that's. I'm sorry, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I know. I know. Look, when you're, when you're a collector of, uh, of Philadelphia things, you know these things come your way. Your dog would have ate it though. <laughs> <laughs> he would never. Ham would never do something like that. <laughs> He's eating the bells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's pooping out bells. <laughs> He's keeping us up all night. So so Macy's took over in 2006. I guess that's when the, this replacement of the light panels happened. It's when Julie Andrews became the narrator because, you know, Macy's knows a, a thing or two about preserving commercial holiday traditions. And you guys had mentioned earlier the Dickens Village um, so I guess we could, we could talk about that for a little bit. Cause now Macy's is also the caretaker for the Dickens village. This is the, they this got, is the prime rib. This is, this is the best part. This is the, this is the good stuff. Yeah. We saved the best for last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scary and pleasant. Very scary. Spooky. I, I was very scared of it as a Give kid. me something spooky. Was... I want Christmas, but I want it spooky. This was Dickens too village. spooky though. This was just like, it was like the punishment I had to go through to get like presents for Christmas. It was just like, <laughs> this is part of Christmas. Like we have to go down here. I have to be like really freaked out by this thing for like 10 minutes underground in this where in this department <laughs> store. And, but at the end of it, I'm going to get a bike. So, you know, it was very scary to me as a kid. I, uh, it's, it's, I, I was really into the, I guess, the Muppet Christmas Carol, and my parents were like, oh, we got to take him to the to the Dickens Christmas Village. He's going to hey, love it. He loves Charles Dickens. He's reading all the time. He loves this he's, he's, he's lo- No, I love the Muppets. Not, not, he loves not this Charles shit. Dickens. Here, yeah, here's yeah, great yeah. expectations, he, John. <laughs> he's got his bow tie on. He's reading Oliver Twist again. <laughs> More, please. <laughs> please. Please, sir, another. <laughs> Another Dickens book, please. <laughs> but they, my parents took me down there, and it was scary as shit. It was fucking scary as shit. It's yeah, all, no, it is. It's all lit to be scary, especially at the end because it is scary. The ghost. Of I, yeah, that's the other thing. Is like them. the the even like the movies, like the old movies uh, of it is like when they get to like. When like the one go, what's the go, what's the scary ghost? Who has They're the all scary. The yeah. Future. The, the ghost of Christmas future. Are you talking about Christmas his ex-business future. partner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's just like horrifying looking. And he and in the animatronic version. So anybody who doesn't know, if you've never been to the yeah, the, the, yeah, the Dickens should. Village, um, it was first opened at Strawbridge and Clothier Department Stores in 1985, and it looks it. It still <laughs> looks like 1985. <laughs> We were watching videos of it, uh, um, and the earliest one I could find was 2009, and they definitely updated it. But even when we were kids, it was like, like, or at least when I was a kid, like 93, 94, when I saw it, it was still the 1985 animatronics. Uh, and it was like, it was, and that was what was like creepy about it also. No, yeah, this was, was cutting edge like, for, we're old enough for that. This was cutting edge for me and John probably. Yeah, you were like... I was like, holy shit. He started talking to it, and you were like, hello, sir. Like, how, how are you? <laughs> it, it passed the turning test. It must be real. Uh, <laughs> no, when they, pro- when, when they projected that face on that on that no- door knocker, boy, yeah, that scared that's... the shit out of me. Probably still scares the shit out of me. I'm not even, I don't even want to test it. 
Keep me yeah, away. You should go. You should go. We should have filmed this for the Fellini family trip to the to Wanamakers. Sorry, closed this year. Yeah. This would be a great ad for it if it was open. <laughs> if it was open. <laughs> the 6,000 square foot uh, walkthrough experience uses animatronic characters such as Ebenezer Scrooge and Tiny Tim from the classic story to transport visitors back to London in the 1840s. Uh, that's the other thing, too. You're walking, like I, when I was a kid at least, you're walking along and it's like fenced in by like these these uh, wooden fences that are made to look like old iron uh like church fences like like old fashioned like you're in a in a walkthrough experience like something at a Disney World or Universal Studios of the time. Yeah, yeah Philly Disney Tower. World. That's what it was like. Philly Disney Philly World. Philly Disney definitely. World. But like the Hall of Presidents, boring Disney World. Mm-hmm. That part of Disney World. Oh, I guess it depends on how much you like Charles Dickens. <laughs> Which well we know you love them, so I love him. Love him. You're gonna make my my your whatever. Never mind. <laughs> Change the uh, algorithm of your uh, <laughs> your Amazon purchases. All Dickens <laughs> things. It's like when I like all that Japanese music on your YouTube page. Yes, which does affect it. And then Beerman, <laughs> Beerman uh, looked up um, a wrestling video on my YouTube. It was it was Vince McMahon uh, body slamming Donald Trump, and now it won't stop no, sending me. It won't stop sending me photos or videos of of Vince McMahon doing silly shit. It's not even like wrestling videos. It's just Vince McMahon. Oh, you should watch them. They're, they're that doesn't gold. Important. You should yeah, check out those uh, videos. You know, well, maybe when we get me. done here, you should be thanking me. <laughs> we're we're making fun of this thing. We're making fun of uh, the the Christmas Village. Uh, technology. It's creepy. I wasn't. Yeah. I told you, it scared shit out of me. I thought I thought this was great. I love this thing. But it it was super high tech when it came out and it was it was top of the line and the original creators uh, Ray Daub and Mary Wimberly were invited to restore Dickens Village on the third floor of the Wanamaker building when Macy's took over in 2006. So it took them a while to roll it back out, but they they restored everything and they got it working again and so you can see it almost in its original capacity uh at at the at Wanamaker's something next from year, another time. Yeah, for sure. It definitely is. I keep thinking about the how we started this podcast at the beginning of the quarantine and that uh, we keep talking about these things that people can't do and these events that, that, that people can't go to anymore. And I like wonder, like, if they never come back, is this the last I, I know, you know, record I, like, of them? I was thinking oh, that, is the, like... Is that it for the uh, Charles Dickens animatronic? I don't know. Maybe I, I really it really breaks my heart to think that no no kid will have to sit through the Christmas light show before he gets to see Santa Claus. That's a no kid what can play on his phone while walking through this thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's weird to think of like, are there a bunch of things that'll just never, literally, never come back? Yeah, some of these things kind of that were just kind of like hanging on by a by a thread, you know. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they survive. Although I remember years ago, this is like 2013, maybe 2012, I took friends who had, new Philadelphia friends who had moved to the city, I took them to see the Wanamaker light show. 
And uh, then we went to go see the Comcast uh, Christmas uh, uh, yeah. light show. Oh, the giant screen. Yeah. On the giant screen. And they were, I- I'm glad I took it to them in that order because they were definitely underwhelmed by the Christmas light show. I had talked it up. I was like, oh, it's great. It's amazing. They do, they do Frosty the Snowman and, and, <laughs> and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All the classics. You won't man. believe it. <laughs> you won't. They do Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> it's a, All the public domain classics. Uh, it's like a corny good time. Yeah, and like yeah. cornier than like like Linvilla, you know? It's like it's yeah. Like, well, Linvilla's wholesome. This is, this is yeah, it's not wholesome. Like yeah, it's just like yeah. corny, but you got to be into it. Yeah, and uh, I am, and uh, it was nice of them to suffer through it. But uh, then we went to the Comcast one at the the one at the Comcast building, and it was much more high tech and uh, and three D and animated and. So today, the Dickens Village mechanical experience is entirely automated and maintained by staff. It also features people in period garb. So you go to Macy's has you, when you go to Macy's or when you went to Macy's in a regular year, you'd go see the light show and then they would get you upstairs to uh, the Dickens Village. And then after Dickens Village, it dumps you out at the, uh, the the Santa Village where you would get to give Santa your list if, uh, if you were so inclined. And nowadays, Macy's is, would, or... You know when things were at their peak. Macy's dot com. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Well, Macy's, Macy's actually used to use three different buy with Bitcoin. What? <laughs> None of this is. I feel bad even reading this at this point because it's like it doesn't even exist anymore. So maybe just cut all of this. But the point is that at its peak, Macy's would use three Santas at once, and they would they would kind of like control the crowd, sending them out of Dickens Village into each one of these Santas um, to keep. To keep the the crowds moving, that's how large the crowds were. Do you guys have any um, anything else? Any other Christmas Village memories, Macy's memories, Wanamaker's memories from when you were kids that uh, that you wanted to talk about? I just remember I I haven't done it since like I was a little kid. Like um, I didn't even I I'm honestly surprised there. I mean I know right now they're not doing it, but I'm surprised that they were still doing this. It's it was old fashioned when I was a kid, so it was like. It was like uh, I can't believe they still do this, but I would I I, I, w- I would like to go see it maybe next year yeah. or at some. I, w- I wish we talked more about the organ because I know that's year. that's that's a whole history in itself, and uh, I had something I always wish we I yeah. always wish I took that, yeah. that they have a tour, but you got to you got to sign up for you can take a tour of the organ and it's built into the building mm. and it's it's like it, I'm telling you it is it runs on on steampunk technology. And, and goose feathers and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's super cool. But yeah. um, yeah, the the organ really is its own episode. Like it only we, has so many players who've ever played it, right? There's there's like twenty organists who 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 give it give the old organ a squeeze. <laughs> Ray Manzarek, stay out. <laughs> we don't want your we, we don't we don't want your psychedelic we don't want your psychedelic rock music on our organ. <laughs> Yeah, and during the holiday light sh- light show, after every light show, the organ would play. Uh, it, it it used to play Christmas songs, and it played "God Bless America." Now it plays Christmas songs again. So uh, you you it is a privilege to get to hear it too. And I guess the whole point of the the organ, why he put it in there to begin with, was to uh, to fill the dead echoey space of the giant department store while people shopped. It was uh, eerily silent and echoey in there, and filling it with music for a majority of the shopping day. Uh, eased people's tensions while they, while they consumed. I wonder if this, if the person who played the organ at the Spectrum ever played the organ at 
Wanamaker's, you know, one of their, I mean, no, they think they I hate think each they, other. I think they hated each other. Yeah. I, it's, it's weird to yeah, think that definitely. there was actually a, bu- a time when there was a bunch of professional organists in the city. And well, where do you play organ? Oh, I play yeah. for Spectrum. I play at Wanamaker's. Yeah. Oh, oh, big shot. That yeah. organ's a joke. I play There's with some pretty big churches Gardens, in the town, right? too. What's that? <laughs> There's some pretty big churches in in town right. too. So That's like, right. yeah, you're you're uh, big church town. Yeah, you're um you're really onto something there. Maybe there's a whole episode in in the history of Philadelphia organ culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if we want nobody to listen, let's do an episode. <laughs> <on that. laughs> well, we'll we'll call the episode um uh male organs. And then everyone mm-hmm. will listen. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they maybe they will. Maybe our maybe our audience is into it. I, who knows? That's for Patreon. our Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> it's a special episode. You gotta pay extra. Yeah, yeah, you gotta pay. Um, <laughs> I really I really enjoyed this episode. The Christmas. I'm uh, disappointed I won't get to see the Christmas light show uh, this year. Or the Wanamaker Christmas. Well, I'm gonna buy that show, bootleg or that hot it. one they had. That from that guy from the from the Christmas black market. We'll have our own light show, John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can make yeah. it in your backyard. Make yeah, my own. The, the snowman waving. Uh, on Easter, they had a live concert of like Andrea Buccelli from the Vatican, and he sung for everybody. They should do a, a, live, a live Zoom of the Christmas they light should. show from Wanamakers for everybody. That's a good idea. They, That's de- a good idea. they definitely should do that. I would cry watching it. Tweet Maybe out. they should stream it 24 hours a day. I'm just putting it out there in the universe. Well, yeah, like uh, people watch the uh, Yule Log. Yeah, that's right. 24 that's hours. Right. I would put it on in the background of my Christmas dinner, of my holiday dinner. Yeah. I'm going to tweet the mayor, see if he'll do it. You know what? I will. I've gotten a good response <laughs> tweeting him he in listens. the past. He he, we don't got to tweet him. He listens. So. He listens to the podcast. <laughs> First download, yep. 101 a.m. <laughs> every Monday. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty much all there is to know about the Wanamaker Christmas Light Show. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool Philly-inspired merch. we got a lot of Philly-inspired Christmas merch there, too. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at South Fellini everywhere. Follow along and join the conversation. We want to hear from you. Uh, thanks for listening to us. I'm so, I'm so sick of this I'm glad we're I'm glad we're never uh, doing Yeah, I'll bet it never comes back. Don't don't move after we we stop recording. Come count over. I liked it for like twenty minutes and then forty minutes later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening to us. Make sure you look out for our new episodes every Monday. Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye.